There's nothing quite like talking to someone about their passion, whether it's the work they do, a side hustle or something completely outside the box. I just love hearing people share the things they live and breathe for. Welcome to My Passion Project, the podcast where we do precisely that. Something I ask all my guests at the end of each interview is any advice they have to offer our listeners. It's often my favourite part of the conversation and responses inevitably vary from advice about a particular passion to advice about pursuing one's passion in general. So when it came to deciding how to finish season two of the podcast, I thought I'd bring back my passion mixtape and showcase the advice we've heard across 20 episodes. Thanks so much for listening today and throughout all of season two. can take a while to figure out exactly what your passion is. Um, I probably tried 15 different ventures, including wanting to be a pro golfer at one point um, before I found my passion. And what I would say is that although you can try your hand at a lot of things to find it, you have to put in the hard yards and, you know, give it a good six, 12 months, depending on what um, what activity or, or what pursuit it is uh, before you'll figure out whether it's for you or not. And I would say passion doesn't have to make you a million dollars. It doesn't even have to uh, make you a full-time income. It's, it should just be something, a creative outlet that um, brings you joy and contentment and, and makes your life better. So uh, if it's reaching division one on FIFA, if that's your passion, awesome. If it's uh, building a billion dollar business, that's equally as awesome, but whatever it is, make time for it. You know, as William Wordsworth once said, to begin, begin, just get started. I I guess I want to tell people who are listening, regardless of what you're interested in, that you're never too old. Like if you're breathing, you've got time. And that idea that, yeah, you could have done it better or stronger or this or that 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, it doesn't matter. Look, sometimes we think... We love something and then we start doing it and then we realize, well, that is not actually the the direction that we wanted to go in or this is actually not 100% what I thought it was. I just I keep on trying. You know, I when I worked in the wine industry, I thought that I would love initially when I was selling wine in a cellar door, I thought this is my dream job. I am in a working winery. I can finally see what happens behind the scenes. I can be involved in the whole process from taking it off the vine to actually it being put into a bottle. And then I realized that the one thing that I didn't expect um, was repeating myself all the time. And that's what I didn't like. And then all of a sudden was taken out of my comfort zone and I had to think of another way to make my passion for this industry work. And by starting the tours, I, I got the number one thing that I loved about what I did, and that was meeting new people every day because people are my passion. I love people as much as I love the industry. Um, if I didn't have the people, 
on the bus, the industry would mean nothing. For me, it's all about sharing my love for the industry with other people. Following my gut and my intuition on a story can be really helpful. It doesn't mean that I think, oh, there's a great story here. There's a real big story. They can more just go, oh, I don't know what it is about this bloke, but there's something about his lilt. There's something about the way that he holds himself or that woman, the way that she just looks at the people and really holds space for them. You know, if you, gut, if you have a gut feeling that someone or something has a, a, a great story, double down on it and, and I guess ask a few more questions or and you have the gut, like, go for it. Put the foot forward and and, and investigate a little bit more. I think... I don't know what the quote was, but I, I heard it the other day about even if you don't have a passion, be a passionate person. And it sort of it goes to what you're saying at the top of this podcast, Matt, about you may you may not have an obsession with vintage motorcycles and want to tinker with them every weekend. And you might not have an obsession with anything. And so therefore you go, oh, I, don't, I don't have a passion. I don't have something that I want to do. I think it's totally fine. But you can still be a passionate person. You're sort of passionate about life, passionate about, you know, going for a walk on a Saturday morning in the crisp blue air and then getting a coffee at the end of it. You know, you can live a passionate life without necessarily deploying all of that to one particular to one particular topic or hobby. And I think I think living a passionate life would be a very good way to go. I wish some some people would have told me that the idea is that or at least giving me confidence. When you have something that you really like to do, let it flourish, let it flower. Let, let Don't be afraid of uh, taking the risk and uh, going where your heart is. Um, if you love doing something, it's not work. It, it, you'll be exhausted, but it's just amazing how much energy you, you can have if you gain little pieces each time you're, you're you're trying to accomplish something that is within your your, your passion maybe it's just to build a bike from scratch uh, keep the end in mind uh, and don't piss people off <laughs> if you need help from people make sure you keep them happy and make them like you don't accept everything at face value always interrogate what you're being presented with and don't be shy or ashamed to ask the question that's on everyone's mind to the experts. And that includes the politicians. You know, too often students, academics, uh, particularly at conferences and those sorts of things, we chicken out of asking a question because we think, oh, that's a stupid question. In fact, sometimes you get a question that's always prefixed with, oh, this is probably a stupid question. The first step is to realize there are no stupid questions and to never stop asking. Be really conscious about the decisions, about why we're traveling and where we're going and what we can bring to a place, not just what we can take from it. Always do more to assist the people around them. And I think consciously thinking less about the self and more about the whole. Probably the one guiding principle I'd want to leave with people. There are like many different ways to to create change and there are so many um, different ways to get involved. And really the most important thing is 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 just getting started and getting yourself 
educating yourself, reading and learning is is a great way to start. But like actually the best thing is just to kind of take some action. So if you care about social change, I would say find the people around you that do as well, work out what you can do together. And the change is really made when people show up together in community, in place, fight for those important issues. And uh, my gosh, we've got a few of those on our plate at the moment. So there's never been a better time. Mainly know what plant it is you've got. So then you can know what that particular plant needs and then you can deliver deliver that and you'll have it around for the long long run. Well, you, look, you're not going to get to the end of your life and think, oh, I should have spent more time at work. Uh, if, if your passion is music, then you should throw every possible minute and hour that you can into your passion um, because it's only going to make you uh, a more enriched person and a happier person. So, um, yeah, I, that's that, that would be my recommendation. There's a couple of things. The first thing is start at once. Don't wait for tomorrow. Start at once. Look for someone who you can encourage. Just the simple fact of saying to someone, hey, I believe in you, you can do it. The second thing is, Look for where you can impart a skill or help or give someone an opportunity that isn't going to cost you anything but will mean a great deal to someone else. Uh, I remember someone letting me pick up their guitar once and I didn't know anything about playing guitar but they let me feel what it was like in my hands Uh, and that was a great gift because it's given me subsequently the gift of music. And instead of asking yourself what can they do for me, so what what can I offer them that is a gift? What can I offer them? The last thing is make sure that the thing you're offering is the thing that they want or need. Always ask permission. Is it okay if I devote some time to this or could I help you with that? And take their guidance. How can I help you best with that? I can remember a friend who was a really talented uh, sculptor and I watched them with someone who was let's be frank, not a talented sculptor, and they said, how can I help? And the person said, I I guess we would have expected someone to say, oh, you can show me how to do this, show you how to do that. They said, can you hold this bolt and that nut and can you screw them together when I tell you to? And they did. Humility in uh, empowering people is a really important thing. Get out there and have fun. Uh, things will, uh, some things will thrive <laughs> and some things may not, uh, but please don't be disheartened. I've had so many failures, um, but that's taught me how to, uh, yeah, go again for the next season and correct any areas where I may have made mistakes or added extra determination. So if it doesn't work out the first time, please don't be disheartened. Give it another go. Look, conspiracy theories, especially when you're doing research or um, reading about them, can be quite entertaining because it's this ideology or belief that is really foreign. And so it can be entertaining and it can be quite fun. That's for sure. But my best advice is just to to make sure that the information that you're consuming from whatever conspiracy theory it might be or whatever piece of knowledge that you're you're interested in, that it's verifiable, that the URL looks legit, that the website doesn't look like it was built in 2001, that it's being regularly updated, that you're not 
that the information that you're seeing isn't trying to persuade you in one way or another. And I know that can be quite challenging, but it's important to fact check and find information outside of what you're seeing. But like I said, it can be entertaining. Just make sure that you're treading lightly and um, making sure that you're taking those extra steps if you need to, to verify the information. When it comes to news and social media in general, the the best rule of thumb is if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. <laughs> if the statistics are looking like, wow, that that's crazy. It probably is crazy. You know, use common sense and make sure you're fact checking. Uh, if you're looking to get into design, uh, the best way is just to have a go <laughs> and, and also push yourself. I mean, the reason why I've had sort of, you know, I've mentioned before that earlier the journey of you know, going from print to web to, to user experience, it's because design is so broad. And so, you know, just get stuck in, find where your your passion within design lies and you know there, there are opportunities it is hard to get into um, if you're starting out but there's definitely opportunities there and there's a lot of a lot of zones a lot of zones to get into and you, you definitely have the opportunity to make a really positive impact uh, in the world I think we don't appreciate or we can't even comprehend the the value that we can extract from a conversation with others Again, I know we've sort of preached this idea that we can learn something from everybody, um, but in my experience in in talking to you, not just about your work, for example, but also finding out the why and what's interests you to to pursue a career in social policy and the changes and the, the rationale behind the career changes that you have like implemented. There's so much that I've learned from that, not just in obviously your professional life. And so I think that uh, another example is as I was coming into the room where I'm currently sitting to record the podcast, someone walked past and said, good luck. Not, not, they didn't know that I was sitting down to record a podcast. They, I'm assuming thought that I was sitting down to do an exam, but I, I, I look at that and I see a genuine interest in engagement and in potentially learning about the life of another. And so I think that we never know the impacts that we can have in showing a genuine interest in asking, how are you? learning about the life of somebody else because really we have no idea what is going on in another person's lives until we ask. And so if we can approach every situation with a humility and an understanding and an attempt to appreciate the circumstances that somebody else may be going through in explaining or their past experience, explaining why they are behaving the way that they are or why they're so passionate about doing what they are doing, there's so much that we can learn from that. And so it creates such a powerful environment to connect with somebody else. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe or share. I'd love if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you download your podcasts. And if you or someone you know has a passion worth sharing, be sure to get in touch at www.mypassionprojectpodcast.com.